0: you lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping, and cooking a healthy, homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hot Off The Mess, a podcast brought to you by The Dip. I'm your host, Samantha Bush, and today is Tuesday, which means it's Pop Tuesday, where I go through the headlines of the week and honestly, just talk about whatever I want. So it might be some Bravo. It might be pop culture. It really depends on the week. Um, And at the end of the show, I am joined by Pump Rules star Charlie Burnett, our favorite little pasta eater. I mean, I'm glad that she did clear the air on that the season because that was really a tough that was a tough go last last year. Before we get started, I do want to give everybody kind of like a little bit of a life update. I know that you probably know if you follow me on Instagram, but I got a dog. I got a puppy and she is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. She is So, okay, let me just state this because I was getting a lot of messages. Um, She is a rescue. She is, you know, I did adopt her. I did not shop her. Uh, But I personally, I mean, I think people get a little self-righteous when it comes to the adopt, don't shop, if we're being completely honest. Like, I just think like people should do whatever makes them happy. Like it just, you know. And also, I mean, again, I did talk about this on Twitter a couple weeks ago, but rescues are really difficult like to deal with. I know that they get so many applications for like per dog, but like they really make the process kind of difficult if I'm just being completely honest here. So I get how that could maybe deter someone who's like really looking for a dog and like, they're really excited. Like I totally I don't know. I just kind of understand how people would maybe be feel pushed to shop for a dog instead of adapt. But she is a great Pyrenees and an Australian Shepherd mix. Now that is what I was told. Her siblings look... They, they all look different. She was like one of eight. Uh, so Ruby is her name. She's like tan with like white paws. And like, she's just the cutest thing. It looks like she has eyeliner on. Like, and she also has eyebrows. Now, I don't mean like just an expressive face. I'm talking my dog has fucking like dark eyebrows on her blonde fur. And it's really funny. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen pictures of people like draw eyebrows on their dog. It looks exactly like that. Like, she just sometimes looks so funny. But yeah, like her sibling's Like her sisters was all white with like tan ears and her brothers looked like St. Bernard's. So that's kind of what they thought at first. But I don't think she's a St. Bernard at all. She definitely doesn't give you that vibe. But I guess she's from Alabama. So they the rescue that I got her from has contacts. And I don't know why I'm sharing this story. You know what? It's fine. Fuck it. I'll just keep chatting. The rescue that I got her from is out of Indiana, which was only like two and a half hours away from me. So it wasn't like I was like going to like Indianapolis, like they were right on the border of Michigan and Indiana. And I there's so many doggies that need to be in loving homes. And I just I think everyone should get a dog. And you know what? So you know how every Sunday if you have an iPhone, your phone tells you like what your screen time percentage was. And sometimes it's shocking. Sometimes I get that report and I'm like that. I'm just I'm disgusted with myself because I'm like, am I okay? Like maybe this is you know, what's so funny is like sometimes I get get the notification of my percentage of screen time for the week. And I was kind of happy to see that my my screen time, I got the notification yesterday. It was down by 25 percent. That's a big percentage. Like, I'm no mathematician, but that feels that feels like a lot. And I have to say it's all because of Ruby. People were like asking me my friends, they were like, I didn't even know you wanted a dog. I'm like, I've been like looking for dogs every single day. I would go on PetFinder, which is like, I mean, I think everybody knows what PetFinder is, but I would go on PetFinder, and I mean, I would go on there so often that I then started using the filter tab for you know how you can do like you know alphabetical order or distance like whatever for Petfinder. i was on there so much that i was putting it in as like newest first because i'm like i've already seen all these dogs like we're the new ones like we're the one you know and i have been looking for a dog because working from home has been like a really really big life adjustment i don't think like are people talking about this like, this is a new job for me. So I was, you know, even during the pandemic, I wasn't working from home. I was going into the dental office where I was working and getting like, you know, I was relatively okay socially. Then since working from home, I'm just a natural homebody. Like I'm okay with being first of all, I'm an only child too. So like, I'm okay with being by myself. Like I can entertain myself for days. Like, I mean, I can literally do a podcast solo for like six hours if I really wanted to just shooting the shit, looking out my window, just chit chatting with you guys. And I was kind of like, I would be like, Oh my God, I haven't left my house in four days. Like, and I'm like, this isn't normal. Like, this is not normal. This is really, really bad. And I want to get out of the house. Like I want to go outside and on walks, but like, I just don't, I just don't have that like self motivation in me to like do that. Or like, if I do, I go like a block and I'm like bored and I'm like, okay, like, I guess I'll just go back upstairs and watch real houses of New York city. Like that is what I was doing. So That was a huge reason why I wanted to get a dog is like the social aspect of it. Like it gets you out of the house. It gets you moving. It gets you like, you know, out and about. Like that's really why I got a dog because I also just like love the companion. People have been asking me, how is Barbara doing? How is Barbara? How is your cat dealing with this dog? They are completely fine. You know, people think I'm exaggerating or making it up or being dramatic. When I say that Barbara is the coolest fucking cat on planet Earth, she doesn't give a fuck about anything. So like when she saw this dog, she was like, "Ugh, okay, whatever. Like she's fine. They did start to play with each other a little bit last week. They haven't really sensed Ruby really desperately wants Barbara to like be her friend. And Barb is just like fine with her, but also is like, I'm not gonna be your friend, bitch. Like you're really, you're actually embarrassing. Like when Barb watches her bounce around, <laughs> she's mortified for her. Like just completely. You know what it they remind me of uh, personality-wise. Uh one of my favorite movies is the Adam's Family Values movie with Christina Ritchie and um Angelica Houston. And, um, it's like, Barbara is Wednesday and Ruby is that dumb blonde bitch from the the summer camp. Like, who's just like, like, she's just like in your face, like bubbly. Like, that's just their personalities. It's very, very funny. Okay. That is enough of that. I am so sorry for all of that ranting. Uh, just had to share with you guys that I got a dog. It was very exciting last week. I really didn't get to talk about it that much. Because we had so much to discuss. But let's get into really what the fuck has been going on in pop culture, Bravo Sphere, et cetera, et cetera. First of all, let me talk about this. A friend of the podcast, Lex Nico, at Lex Nico on Instagram. She's amazing. Her episode is up. It was like a couple of weeks ago. She's so funny. Oh my God, it wasn't a couple of weeks ago. That was like two months ago. Holy shit. Okay. Anyways, she predicted after Kim Kardashian's SNL episode that her and Pete Davidson would like be a thing. And I kind of saw it, but I was like, no, that would be too fucking weird. Well, over the weekend, Pete and Kimmy Kimmy K were holding hands on a roller coaster. They were at whatever that Knoxberry Farm place is. I don't know what that is, but it feels like a fun place and they were on a roller coaster together and they were, you know, Kim was, you know, embracing her Kravis energy and sticking her tongue out a lot, doing a lot of like rock and roll symbols. So, yeah, I listen, people are always on Pete Davidson's fucking ass about like, how does he get these pretty women? Like, cause he's dated, you know, famously, he dated Ariana Grande, he dated Cassie David. He has been out with Kate Beckinsale. Remember when they made out at the the sports game, he dated the girl from Bridgerton. Like the man has a golden dick and I see it. I'm not one of those people that questions how Pete Davidson gets the women that he gets. Like, I think he's hilarious. I think he's also not like he disarms them. We have to remember like comedians famously get like really beautiful women because women love funny men most women do a woman if you can make a woman laugh like you could probably like that there's a good chance she might sleep with you I mean I I'll speak for myself if you can make me laugh the chances of me and you are very you know they're high so i'm just saying he's probably very light and breezy compared to like her relationship with kanye which was probably like really intense do you guys get what i'm saying i think you get what i'm saying i just and also i'm sure he fucking lays that dick down if we're just being completely honest we got to be real with ourselves he probably knows what he's doing and he you know he's i i am attracted I am attracted to him, always have been, ever since he did Justin Bieber's roast back in like 2013 or 2014 or whatever that was. Like, that was when I first saw Pete Davidson. I was like, oh my God, this guy is so funny. And of course, like, if you're funny, I just think you're hot. It's just like, it's, it's you know, the way the cookie crumbles. It's just like, it is what it is. Speaking of funny men, Cal Penn from Harold and Kumar, he came out after releasing his memoir and he said that he is now engaged to his partners of 11 years, Josh, at Josh, I don't know your name, your last name, but mazel to Calpan. That is just, we love seeing a relationship blossom and I love weddings, etc., cetera, et cetera. This is kind of a crossover for shortcomings, which is my Sex and the City podcast with my bestie, Chris Lewis, who, oh my God, sent me the most beautiful bouquet of flowers. I have the funniest story about this. So Chris is notoriously like very, uh, he thinks if you are going to do a job, you better show up fucking correct. And you better do correctly. Obviously, obviously, Sam, Jesus Christ. I'm really not. I don't know what's wrong with me today. Anyways. So last week, it's my birthday. had a great birthday weekend. Thank you all for your birthday wishes. So sweet. But I get this call from an unknown number and they call me about three times in a row. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, who is this? Cause you know, I'm a millennial. I don't answer phone calls from people from numbers. I don't know. And I finally am like, okay. Cause I call again and I'm like, hello. And he was like, hi, is that he sound, this man sounded so panicked. And he was like, this is so-and-so from the florist. I have a delivery for you. Are you going to be home within the next hour? And I was like, yes? Like, are you, sir, are you okay? Like, is someone like holding you at gunpoint? Like, what is going on? He was so frazzled. And I had to keep reassuring him like, yes, I will be home. Yes, I'm going to be home. Just call me when you're here and I'll come get the, you know, the flowers from downstairs. Finally, the flowers come. You know, I was laughing so hard because they were the biggest... It was the biggest bouquet of flowers I have ever seen. It reminded me of when Adrian Maloof sent Lisa Vanderpump that ridiculous floral arrangement for her birthday or something. And it was just like way over the top. So I was laughing so hard and I called Chris to thank him and he sent me like a really sweet note. So I call him and he's like did they come? Did they deliver it to you? And then he tells me that he like literally put the fear of God in these people. He was like, they were just going to leave them there without like notifying you and blah, 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 blah. And he, so I'm like, that explains why this man was so afraid because he was like, I made them call me back after it was like a whole production. It was so funny anyway. So crossover for shortcomings. And right now I do want to touch on the fact that Carrie Bradshaw, I believe spoiler. Okay. Let me state this: If you do not want rumored, alleged spoilers for the show, just like that, that's coming to HBO in December of the Sex and the City spinoff reboot, whatever, please fast forward, plug your ears, move on. So there are rumors that our beloved John James Preston is dead. Rest in peace. <sighs> which if you've heard this, hopefully you have, and I'm not spoiling anything for you, but like I said, I gave you all a fucking warning. So no one yell at me is like, if you see the photos that they're releasing of SJP and big, like it does kind of look very like dreamlike, like like the, the way the lighting and stuff is. And then we've seen the photos of Sarah, Jessica Parker and uh, Miranda Hobbs, uh, Cynthia Nixon at a hospital. so. I mean, these are all, you know, big signs pointing that big is no longer with us. But then there is rumored to be a new leading man. Um, He is played by the actor John Tenney, who is he was in like, okay, one of my favorite shows is called The Closer. I know that's really lame of me. I think it only got like two seasons or something, but it was so good. I really loved it. He was in that and he looks. I don't know. He looks fine. I'm just not. That's not who I want her to be with. He gave me kind of like if Aiden Shaw and Berger like had had a baby like this guy would be that. It, I'm just I don't know how to feel. You guys, you guys, You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That That's the rumor. They were seen walking down the street together while filming. And I'm just side eyeing the whole situation. Because I, maybe I'm just a little bitter that Big is apparently dead, which I know that Chris Noth would prefer because he fucking hates Sex in the City. This man hates it. Hates, hates, hates. If you want to listen to a really good podcast, um, <laughs> instead of this one, listen to the Origins podcast about Sex in the City. They interview every single person that has to do with Sex in the City, except for obviously Kim Cattrall. And Chris Noth was like very honest in that podcast about how he like really is not on board with Sex and City or his character or people's obsession. And it is. It's a lot. So next pop culture meets Bravo, uh, because of course, Bravo is a large cinematic universe. It touches all different facets of pop culture and celebrity life. Zayn Malik of One Direction and Yolanda Hadid had some drama. So we know that Zayn and Gigi Hadid, Yolanda's daughter, have a child together, Kai, and they've been together for years, but they were a little off and on for a while. So last week, it was reported to TMZ that Yolanda claims Zayn struck her. <sighs> Whoa. Struck her? Then, shortly after, Zayn posted a long kind of notes app explanation where he says that he is committed to keeping family matters private to protect his daughter, but that he is not contesting the allegations and that a, quote, member of his partner's family entered the home while his partner was away. Then he said that he will continue to co-parent. So the worst co-parent kind of led everyone to believe that him and Gigi were no longer together. But this was not, like, announced. It was never official. It was just kind of, like, rumored. Like, you, you don't say you're co-parenting with someone you're, like, living with and in a relationship with. So then the next day, it came out that he is pleading guilty to the charges of... Pushing Yolanda into a dresser And according to BBC He is placed on a 90 day probation period For each count totaling in 360 days He also must complete An anger management and domestic violence program And has no contact with Yolanda And Gigi and Zayn Have broke up There was a family friend of the Hadids That spoke to the press Saying that they are no longer together But of course they're committed to co-parenting their baby Kai (sighs) Wow, wow, wow. And Laguna Biatch at Laguna Biatch. She has a great Instagram account. She's if you're into like nostalgia, she's great. She did post some line items about saying that I think everybody should get their get their eyes on. So I'm not gonna talk about them on this podcast, but you can go read them. Okay, and another Bravo headline that of course I need to talk about is that Dari Kemsley of Real Houses of Beverly Hills was robbed and held at gunpoint last Wednesday at about 11 p.m. PK was out of town, and allegedly the robbers broke in through her children's classroom window. So I guess they have a classroom for their kids, Jagger and Phoenix, little Jaggy, on the first floor of the house, and it was broken into, and then the robbers, like, you know, the kids were sleeping, and the robbers Held Dorit at gunpoint, saying they were gonna kill her. And then they stole $100,000 worth of valuables. And in a press release on Friday, the LAPD said that Dorit was in fear and complied with the suspects, demanding her to direct them to the valuables. Uh, they took handbags and jewelry and watches and they fled the location in a black truck. Nah. No. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And like I said, I believe I touched on this. PK was out of town. And then the next day, you we saw the women of Beverly Hills heading into Dorit's house. We saw Erica, Kyle, Rena, and Teddy. So I find it interesting that Kyle has been robbed. Erica has been robbed. And now Dorit's been robbed. And I really want to know what kind of security system the Kemsleys had. I want to know if they used... Edwin's security. I'm just saying, I'm not saying anything, but I'm saying it. You know what I mean? I find it odd. That's all I'm going to say. I'm glad she's okay. I'm glad, you know, her family is all right. But it was weird because it's like when it came out, everybody kind of had the same feeling. But no one is going to say what that feeling is. You can just read between the lines, I think, because it was rumored that they were supposed to start filming the very next day for this new season, or she was. Okay, just going to leave it at that. Uh, she posted on Instagram on Saturday, like just part of the quotes were like, as you all know, we've been through a terrifying ordeal. My kids are unaware of what happened. My family now needs to start the healing process. I have thrown myself back into work as I want our family to return to normal life as soon as possible. I am glad everybody is okay." And I am gonna move on. So Andy Cohen announced on the Today Show. So, first of all, last week I posted on my Instagram that Dubai was gonna be the new real house of city. I don't know if people believe me. They were probably like, you ripped this from your asshole. And I said, no, this is facts. It is coming soon. Be on the lookout, bitches. And sure enough, Andy Cohen announced on the Today Show this morning that the new House of City is Dubai. And hopefully Caroline Stanbury, who is a beloved Bravo celebrity, will be on the show because as we know, she lives in Dubai with her hot ass fiance. Her kids live there. Her ex-husband, who is also very hot, lives there. It's just going to be a great time. I hope we get some diversity. I am really, really, really excited because guys, the wealth we are about to witness. Like Andy Cohen said, it's nothing like we've ever seen. It's going to elevate the franchises because at this money, the money. Ooh, OK. So I don't know. There was lots of like rumor. There's always these fucking rumors swirling around Housewives and Bravo that something in Nashville is happening. I don't know where people are getting this information from or why people are so committed to thinking that Nashville would be the next city. I don't think that the I don't think Bravo would do that because Nashville already has like such a big celebrity type. Feeling. And I think that they've seen so much success with like Potomac, which is like kind of a random city, Salt Lake City, which came out of the blue. Like, uh, you know what I mean? I just feel like Nashville like, definitely wouldn't be the place. So yeah, we gotta chill with those rumors, guys. Nashville, I think you all know how I feel about the Nash villains that live there. So we don't need those people joining Bravo. I need an escape from them. But anyways. <sighs> One last thing before I get into my interview with little Charlie is Lindsay and Carl Radke from Summer House slash Winter House. I think are officially dating. They've been best friends for a long time. And we know that a couple seasons ago, they did like try their hands at dating each other, but they were both like very unhinged and it just like didn't work out. But they were like, you know, what, we're still gonna be besties. So it's like the last few months, She's been posting a lot of solo pics with just her and Carl, like more than normal. And then like he's been on the road traveling for a lover boy and like she visits him on the road. And now yesterday for Halloween or Sunday for Halloween, she posted a video or not a video. Am I okay? She posted a picture of them in a couple's costume. Now everyone was saying Sam this means nothing. They could just be playing with their hearts. And I'm saying this isn't like a friendship costume. This isn't like, you know, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, or this isn't like, you know, Ghostbusters, like where they're just like matching. Like this is like heavy hitting romance. Dirty dancing. That's romantic as fuck. And the way that she was like holding his face in this photo, I was like, oh yeah, there's no way these two are not fucking each other. And then Bryce Sander of ET, he posted on his Instagram feed yesterday, the interview that he did with Lindsay and Carl at the Dave Quinn's book launch, where he was like, are you dating anybody? What's going on? And they were giddy with each other. They were like smiling, dancing around it. I I have a feeling Bravo was like, you cannot disclose that you're dating because it will give away maybe a huge plot that happens in Summer House. TBD. I don't know. Because that's kind of what I feel like happened with Paige and Craig uh, Winter House is they like, you can't like come public yet with it. blah, 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 whatever. I don't know. And then she posted again on Instagram. Like I just they're they're clearly dating. Right. Like they are. Let's just like wrap it up. Like they're clearly together. I'm excited because. He also announced that he's been sober for 10 months. So congratulations to Carl Radke. I think he looks better than ever. He looks, you know, healthy. And I just, I love that for our Carl, uh, baby daddy Radke. All right, guys, this was fun, but let's get into my chat with Charlie. Uh, So let's take a quick break.
0: You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping and cooking a healthy homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at chef.com. That's chef with an s.com.
1: Okay, everybody, I am here with the little Spitfire herself, Charlie Burnett of Vanderpump Fools. When I saw you, Charlie, when I saw you that you were coming back this season,
2: (laughs) I was thrilled. Oh, yay.
1: (laughs) I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, here she comes. The
2: girl that brought it to the reunion. I was like, Uh she's back, baby. How are you? I'm amazing. I mean, I just, I worked at Surrey last night, actually. So I'm a little bit oh sleepy God. and James was DJing. So it was quite the event, oh but I'm, I'm amazing. It's such a good time of the year. I love fall. I'm yeah. And you, you look adorable. You have oh, like your you. like,
1: little outfit on and you have your earrings. <laughs> Full foot like, mode. Yeah, full
2: glam, <laughs> full glam <laughs> for, for no podcast. reason at like eight AM. I like you know when you start doing your makeup and then more keeps coming on and then all yes. of a sudden I had a full face, lashes, and it's not even noon. So. Yeah,
1: I'm always like, I'm going to do like a light tinted moisturizer, yes. and then I end up doing like full face. I'm like, all right, yeah, now we are full
2: glam, full for no glam reason again. <laughs> <laughs> so James is doing. See you next Tuesdays. He's back. Yes. There was a Halloween party last night at Sir. It was actually so much fun. A lot of people came for a Tuesday, and I worked, I was there till late, and he did a really, really good job. It was really fun.
1: Oh, I, you know what? I've always loved that little, that little DJ. He's always been a favorite of mine, even when he was like doing the most, the absolute most at all times.
2: Yes. Yeah. One thing I love about James is that James is James, and I can always appreciate a person when they are 100% themselves. Yeah, and the bad, you
1: know, James. I feel like with James, you kind of just always know where you stand with him, and I like I appreciate that. It's almost like a safe feeling because there's like if you if he's mad at you, you know what? If he's fine with you, you're good. Like exactly, yeah. (laughs) So, how did you start working at
2: Sir? Like, where did the Sir journey begin? So my friend told me about the job. Really random. I'm always someone that just like, even for interviews, I'm just like, let's just go to see what happens. I went to Sir, didn't think I was going to get the job. Got the job. Fast forward, I'm working at Sir now. There's cameras around, and that's <laughs> where I'm at. It was actually a very quick process. It was like got hired in the summer, not knowing that filming would be sh- sh- like shooting shortly after. And Lisa also asked me like, Hey, there might be cameras around. Would you be interested? And I said, sure. Why not? Like, didn't really think anything about it. And now I'm here. Second season <laughs> and I'm still at CER, So life is a trend. <laughs> yeah. So I've always
1: wondered this. Are there people who
2: work at CER that like
1: don't want to be a part of the show? Oh yeah. There's or are different... there people that are like, I need to be a part of it?
2: There's like half and half. There's okay. like... Every summer, I feel like we get a bunch of new hires or a bunch of applications or some people work and then they find out they don't want to be on the show. Like there's a big mixture. And then we have a lot of like veteran employees who've been there forever who have no interest, but just still work at CERV. And they've seen like every like, every life that has gone through there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's <laughs> and, been a lot. Exactly. <laughs> there's yeah. been a lot
1: going on. Who was, who was the closest person to you? Like when you started filming, like who was your friend on the show?
2: Oh, Sheena. It's like Sheena. Yeah. I met Sheena in the main room. Like we just, I saw her, she saw me and I, she was so nice to me. And I was like, you're going to be my friend. I don't care what happens. And then we stayed friends. <laughs> She was so nice. I mean, I met everyone, met a few other people that day, but Sheena was really the one that was the most kind and courteous to me. So I get that vibe from her that she's that way, like where she's just really, really sweet
1: with people. Like, Yeah, when she she's very them. open and
2: welcoming. She never like made me feel weird. She was like, hey, I heard you're like a new hire. Like, what's up? I think that was like the first thing she said to me, which it felt really good to have someone, you know, kind of reach yeah. out and say hi like that. Well, especially like when you're like, you just started
1: working there. You also are now on a show. Like that's so overwhelming. Just a tad.
2: <laughs> just a little bit. A little bit. Um, <laughs> d-
1: does Brett still work
2: there? No. No. Oh, he got out of there. Yeah, he got out of Brett there. Quit. I mean, well, it was COVID, so it was yeah. kind of like that weird where you didn't have to come back to your job if you didn't want to vibe. So I think a lot of people chose not to come back. And I think COVID kind of opened that door. So I haven't seen mm-hmm. him probably since noon on the marine rem- <laughs> Yeah. I haven't seen yeah, him either. You know, it's life you know, moves fast. And I feel like if you're not in the industry in LA, especially the service industry, you don't really have time to see people outside of that.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I enough- worked in a restaurant and like, you're like so close with the people you work with. You, yeah. It doesn't start that way sometimes, but like by the end it's like, your, their, all you your have. friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I feel like all I do is hang out with is like people either from the restaurant or from my other job, because that's all who have like the same time schedule as me.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like because of COVID there was kind of like a, a hiatus, like everyone yeah. kind of got let go that everyone kind of had to reset and then come back after COVID. And it was probably so
2: hard. So yeah, like, I feel like that's what a lot of people aren't really like grasping this season was that L.A. was still kind of shut down when we started filming. Like there were so many rules. We I still couldn't like we couldn't even go to a nightclub really in the beginning of filming, you know. And we all just got back from quarantine and we were all in our houses for a year and <laughs> didn't really speak to big groups of people. And then we were thrown into filming where there's like, more than three people in the room which was something that you couldn't do during quarantine yeah and different mixtures so I feel like we also were trying to like get comfortable again with each other get comfortable with cameras get comfortable with like going out you know like even going out without like a mask just seemed really weird for a while like now it's still I feel like a little bit normal but in the beginning it was like oh my God, all of this is happening. Even like serving at the restaurant, I forgot how to like speak to people. It was like, it was just weird. I was like short circuited. Like when I'm in person
1: talking to people, I'm like, I don't know how to act anymore. And I remember I went out to a bar, like right when the COVID restrictions were starting to get lifted here. And I had to like leave because I was like, this is too stressful. There's too it's many people around right now. Like I had to leave. It was too much.
2: That's how I felt when we did the Palm Springs trip. I was like, I haven't been on a trip with not even like my boyfriend. Like I haven't been to a trip with my like friends, my family. And I get out of like kind of my quarantine and I go on this trip with a bunch of people in a house I, it was like so much anxiety like, and then you start drinking
0: because you yes. don't know what
2: to do with yourself. And then now you're hungover <laughs> yes. drunk, in the toilet at 8am to have to go play pickleball. Um, so I feel like a lot of times, like, I hope the audience remembers that like, it was also a new territory for us. And we were still like getting back to our new normal. Yeah, I definitely, I hope people
1: realize that.
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know who I wish
1: could have come back a little bit is Danica. I wish Danica came back. Because when I found out that Danica and her boyfriend like would fight at Sir, I was like, why are they not on the show?
2: I like, know. Like, why are the cameras not rolling right now? You no, know, I. I mean, Danica and I have had our differences, but with one thing I will say is that she she is a good kind of crazy. You know, yeah. I I, w- I tried to beg her to like just come and try to like work at Surf. Still, just kind of show up with me and be there. And I just don't think she was interested. I honestly, like I said, I think COVID just changed a lot of people's. Life and outlook on life and things we wanted, which is fine. You know, things happen. But I do wish that there was one new person from last season with me this season because... It's not fun being the youngest, drunkest person in the room. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's not the funnest. Like, I'm, like, the youngest of the group. I'm also working at SIR all the time. So, like, none of these fools are struggling. I'm still struggling, figuring out my way in L.A. So it would be nice to have, like, that little partner. But who knows? Maybe next year. There's still time. There's another season. (laughs) Will your boyfriend Phil Is he filming? He filmed a little bit. He, you know, he did some things, I think with Tom and Tom, he showed up to parties and events, but um, he definitely, you know, when people watch things and they're like, Oh, I can do that. That's so easy. I think the first day of filming, he was like, Oh my God, this is so much harder than I thought it was. This gives me so much anxiety. He's like, I don't know how I'm going to navigate or do this. So I think he backed up a little bit because he does have, I say like a, a big boy job, (laughs) He runs businesses and does a bunch of things. I don't know, but he did a little bit. I think that if there's another season, he'll probably be more comfortable. But I think when he got in front of the cameras, he was like a deer in headlights. Sometimes he was like, Oh my God, what are they saying? What are they asking me? Yeah. I would be the same way.
1: Like I don't, I couldn't do it. Like that's why I respect everybody in like reality television. Cause I'm like, guys do
2: things I could never do. And I, yeah, during quarantine, I watched pretty much every reality show that exists. And I so much respect. It's really hard. It's not an easy job at all. No, but so
1: speaking of you being a reality star, (laughs) I want to discuss the reunion because Carly, you gave like an iconic performance.
2: The funny thing is, I didn't even like...
1: But that's why it was so iconic because it was, you were just like, so just like, yeah. Okay. Old man. And it was amazing. And like watching it back in hindsight, seeing it and then knowing like how we know how everything played out. Like, it's just like chef's kiss. Like hats off to you.
2: Yeah. I, I feel like people always are like, I can't believe you did that. And it, and like I don't know. I don't think about things I do, I guess. Like, I don't, when I said <laughs> that, I wasn't like oh my God, I like took him down. Like that was, you just it. said it. I did. Yeah. So when people are like, that's so amazing. I'm like, I guess that's just what I naturally do. When <laughs> someone's an asshole. I tell them that to stop. I don't know, but I feel like now I watched it the other day, actually, because I was like, let me rewatch this again. And I actually feel like, you know, like looking back at myself, like, people look at it as like, oh, she's like doing so amazing. But like, I cried immediately after, you know, like that was a really hard moment for me to be attacked by like a bunch of people that I never had a conversation with, let alone like, even probably said more than hi to them ever in my life. So like, it's so funny how like, perception is everything like everyone else is like oh my god you're doing amazing I can't believe you did that I'm in my room literally crying because I am like oh, I can't believe this is happening to me I just want to be people's friends <laughs> yeah
1: but they were not making it easy for you I have no. to say yeah and they were not
2: for the other new people and it's some reason for like when it came to me everyone was like nope ex, like don't talk to her don't invite her to anything like it was totally like if this girl tries, she's not allowed to. But you know, like at the end of the day, like I don't need anyone to do anything. Like I'll yeah. do what I want. Well, so. yeah. that's why we love you. That's why we love you.
1: What is like one thing that you learned from filming your first season?
2: Hmm. Um. I learned to be authentic and real and vulnerable. I'd say those three things. I feel like the cameras or not even the cameras, like the audience picks up when you are authentic or true Mm -hmm. to yourself. I've really learned that with, you know, my past pasta comments and different situations where I wasn't completely honest with things. And I really, really tried this season to just be real, authentic, say the good and the bad. And I feel like that's also carried on to my life that people can always sense when you're not being you. And the best thing to do is always be yourself.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. Words of
2: inspiration. Words
1: of wisdom. My morning coffee
2: helps. (laughs) Yeah, love it.
1: Well, Because I feel like when you say that, I feel like you really brought that into your second season because we saw you kind of like really open up at that dinner table. Mm -hmm. Well, when you were talking to Lala and as someone who's struggled with, you know, those issues as well, I just have to like applaud you and like your vulnerability and like your bravery, because it's not an easy thing to talk about. It's also not an easy thing to try to get people to understand. Yeah. Because I I've said this on the podcast before, when I like opened up about like my, my issues or whatever. And I was like, people think of it as like very black and white. And it's like very, it's much more complicated to struggle with like an eating disorder or like, it's just like having unhealthy, like, Relationship with food. Yeah. So, I mean, I just like have to applaud you. Like,
2: oh, thank you so much. Yeah. It was
1: like amazing.
2: It was definitely a very uncomfortable moment for me, but I feel like I was looked at as like a very one dimensional being. Like, people just was like, oh, this is just this girl who posts photos of herself on Instagram and says she doesn't want to gain weight. Like, all these things that weren't true to me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was like, if I don't start being real with myself and not care what people think, then I'm going to have this like label that I do not want people to have. And I don't want to ever be this negative influence on young girls or boys life because like I have two nieces and I would never want them to like come home and say, you know, I feel bad about myself because of A being seen, I influence that culture. Right. So, but I, I mean, I definitely feel like, I opened up a little bit more this year and I hope that people feel something or let alone like, you know, get inspired by things I say, know that that they're not alone because it's not easy. Like, you know, life is, there's so many layers and it's so tough and it's when you don't really understand why people are the way they are, it's different. It's hard to navigate through. So hope my little... Snippet helps someone, that's all that matters. (laughs) You did,
1: and I saw on Twitter that you, because you weren't in the last episode, you were on vacation.
2: Oh, yes, oh my god. So, before I, I, you know, I for like you know, they kept saying the show's gonna come back, and then at one point, I was like, I have to start planning my life, right? (laughs) And like, I can't Mm -hmm. be on hold all year, I need to do something and love you guys. But I, um, I went to esthetician school, which was so amazing so random but I because I like I said I didn't think that I would ever be waitressing again acting again I was totally in my mind that it was written off this is my new life now and got my esthetician license and then my boyfriend's family gifted us a trip to Hawaii so I this was like way before the show even I think broke grounds to like even agree to filming and I, even though I was sad because time was so fast during shooting and that I knew that by missing a week or two, which means I'm going to miss two or three episodes. So it was sad, but like, I also needed a vacation. It was, yeah, you
1: needed to go to Hawaii.
2: Yeah. It was honestly a really good little like mental break from the show, because like I said, it was a lot getting back into everything and going mm-hmm. to events and kind of navigating in this like new world again. And I was like, I need to get out. I needed to get out. Yeah. Just drink pina coladas on the beach every day. 10 out of 10.
1: Yeah, yeah that sounds incredible. <laughs> we'll do it
2: again. And when, Um, I mean, I don't know if you can say, but like,
1: when is the reunion? Like-
2: um, Like I'm not sure. It might be like towards the end or beginning of next year, I'm assuming. Okay. But we'll see. I mean, it's so crazy that like, we're only on episode like what, four? I I don't don't, yeah it's like it's we still have like such a long way to go I know so
1: like what is your relationship like with Lala like throughout the season like is it distance or
2: actually no actually I feel like Lala kind of made an effort after Palm Uh Springs to kind of not build like a relationship but open the doors to a friendship I would Mm -hmm. say I feel like now I I don't talk to her all the time as much as like I do the other girls, but we do send like texts back and forth. My love language is sending people TikToks. That's how I talk to people. (laughs) But we, I think we hung out a little bit during the season, um, like here and there, but like mostly it's like I love hanging out with ariana and katie because they're the only two people that wanted to drink and party with me all the time (laughs) yeah you know i love ariana yeah i mean ariana is like the cool aunt of the group you know she's like like the cool fucking aunt forever she actually reminds me of my aunt and my aunt is like someone who goes like toe-to-toe to to drinks with me and whenever i'm partying with ariana like she's always the last person standing i love that (laughs) <laughs> I she's just like the, a champion. Yeah, I just had like a pumpkin party and she was the first one there, last one to leave. And she's like, I do this every time. I'm like, cause you're a champion. I love it. <laughs> That's
1: awesome. So there's a lot of talk online right now about Brock. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm just <laughs> curious, like what your thoughts on the Lala versus Brock situation I know you're closest Gina, so it's probably hard to like, I mean, what what's going on?
2: Yeah, well, I like to take myself out of situations a lot because that's kind of how I like to work, to really see everything from every point of view. One thing I will say is that, and I've stated this to a few people before, that I don't think it's fair to his children to have things aired out in such a way because it's not anybody's place to do so. I think there's a time and place for private conversations. And when they involve children, they should always be private. I mean, there's a lot that goes into the situation. I don't agree with how it's been played out, but I will say that I think Brock is making better choices now for his children, which is amazing. But I also feel like don't throw rocks in glass houses. Is that the, is yeah. that the thing? Yeah. You know, that's why I always mind my P's and Q's when I talk certain shit, because it can always come back and bite you. Yeah,
1: I know. And it's kind so. of funny how, like how this all worked out, how it has played out in real time too. Like, it's just yeah. been kind of crazy.
2: Be careful, you know, <laughs> you don't ever know what's happening in mm-hmm. the situations, but I will say it and say it again, when it involves kids, It should be private conversations. No one should be exploited on the behalf of others. It's not okay. I agree with you.
1: Um, so for my last question, I just need to know like if you were a real housewife, what city would you join?
2: (gasps) Oh my goodness. I already know because I was just honestly Salt City. I (laughs) love city. Oh yes. I mean, I had like I love Potomac, I love you know, like OC. I'm not like a huge fan of Beverly Hills, but it's kind of like a little boring to me, but I love Salt Lake City like so good. I would want to party with the Atlanta girls and then like live in Utah with the Salt Lake City girls. Yeah, that's <laughs> amazing. I that Miami coming back because I feel like nice. Miami was like when I was younger. My mom used to watch it. I would be like, these women are so hot so hot like so hot like I need to take like notes on how to get this hot I love it (laughs) Alexia
1: is coming back to Miami and she was like my favorite on Miami and she's also in the documentary Cocaine Cowboys on Netflix
2: I was just gonna say did you watch that I was watching my boyfriend I was like oh my god she's from Real Housewives in Miami I was like what is that I'm like you don't know but it's a big deal it's so cool that she was like I mean she was like no I mean not cool that she was part, right. but like, kind of cool but like yeah but like also you're kind of dope <laughs> no 100% like she was like a mob wife kind of and now I feel like every time you watch a housewife show you're like is this person scamming or selling drugs which one is it <laughs> I love it um well Charlie I thank you
1: so much for coming on the podcast today thank you for having me please tell everybody where they can find you
2: Oh, okay. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I love TikTok. And my name is Charlie Burnett on all of them.
1: Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Charlie. You have a good day.
2: Thank you. It was so nice meeting you. Yeah. Bye. Have a great day.
1: All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. And remember, we have new episodes every Tuesday, which are pop culture related slash whatever I want. And every Friday is Bravo Friday. And this podcast is brought to you by The Dip. So for 20% off at thedip.com, use H-O-T-M. And again, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast and check out the other amazing podcast brought to you by The Dip. Of course, I'm going to plug my own shortcomings as a Sex and City podcast. It's I love doing it every week with my friend Chris. There is the Slut Pig podcast, uh, TV Watch Repeat, Pop Chaser, which is Allison's, and we all love Allison. The Exposed podcast, which is uh, Drag Race. I mean, you guys, there's something for everybody in our dick family of podcasts. So please check those out, and I will talk to you all soon. Bye.